All right, we are here with my man, Tech East. This is uh, another episode of the Black Swan Experience. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, bro. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's been some time. It's been a while, John. I don't think I've seen you in two years almost. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's probably probably since... uh, Did we record? Is that the last time? No, 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 no. It was the, the premiere. The premiere was the last time I saw you. Yeah, the premiere of uh, Reunion of the Flags, the yeah. documentary that that you, that you ended up putting together. Yes, exactly. I, I got to be a part of. You were on it. Yeah. It wasn't planned, but you know, you started talking, and then boom, camera was put on you. That's it was necessary though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think yes. I started a little bit of a little bit of a spark there. Yes, you know? yes. Because you were uh, that's when the oh yeah that's when the conversation heated up when we were talking about the ninety eight war. Yeah, between Eritrea and Ethiopia, that's yeah. what it was, and uh, I think that's when he started wondering, like, well, well did Eritrea have a, bite, a right to keep fighting? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it was, and then obviously the conversation got heated. So the guy who you know does the reunion of the flags, you know, brings all these people together to you know ha- foster healthy discussions on Eritrea and Ethiopia and the relationships, the relationship that has been changing very very quickly over you know the last couple of years. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I get a call from you saying, yo, <laughs> yeah, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. That's right, man. So what happened? Why, why did you decide that, you know, we had to have this conversation or you wanted to have this conversation on a platform like this uh, about it now, you know, since since then? I've had a lot of uh, time to reflect on, on, on like the past year or two, yeah. you know, and um, especially since November. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. And of course, um, we're talking about like my impact, right? Like, I, I went. You said I went to three different cities, three different countries, doing yep. events with different people. So I really got to know the international community, yep. right? Yep. And um, between America, England, and, uh, and Canada. Uh, but I think now is the time. And then like the war just happens, and everything. It's just things were just moving so fast. Yeah. And so it's just um, I've had a lot of time to reflect. Fair. You know. Yeah, you 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 get. You're getting pretty intense there on social yes, media yes, over the last yes. little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely had to send you a one tweet. Yeah. <laughs> Tap what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. That's just, it's been it's been crazy, man. It's been. Um, I think what happened was uh, there was a time where I felt like, okay, all right, I got a platform, and so I felt responsible to defend my nation. Mm. Period. Mm. You know, and and this is where. The turnaround with the Eritrean community happened. Okay. Because at first, like, I'm not gonna say like they didn't like. There's, there's definitely those who, who liked what I was doing. Yeah. But there, those, there were those who were like, you know, not sure who I was, what I was about, you know, and um, and you gotta understand, Johnny. Like, I came into this thing, like, um, because I've always been an Eritrean patriot. This is not something that's just started. I've, mm-hmm. I've been a patriot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in my DNA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, I got. I come from a line of commanders, military commanders, and you know, from, from the revolution. Uh, so I came into this this thing with this film and this community, knowing that I could be uh, very patriotic and, mm. mil- and militant when I wanted to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, but why why did you feel like you had to be like that though? No, I, I think is I actually pushed that aside. Okay, I put that element of myself aside, aside. Yeah. for the sake of peace and you know, you know, it's kumbaya. Yes. Because that's what I want more than anything. Absolutely. Of course, you know, our families and our country, like, they did what they had to do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But, like, uh, it's a different time now. 
Mm. You know, I don't, like that was cool. Like I, we honor them, but it's a different. Uh, it's a you know, I'm trying to take it to the next level, mm. um, which is you know, prosperity. You know? So, so what was it? Because it sounds like at the time, well, you know, what you're saying is you try to put that side, you to the side. Um, where it's, you, you know, I think you're talking about this real nationalistic yeah, patriotism. Uh, patriotism that yeah. can be very, very intense and yeah. may not allow for conversations to be fostered in certain Absolutely. types of way yes. um, for the sake of putting on, putting out a project like Reunion of the Flags, right? Right. Where it's, right. it's about, you know, let's all discuss and I want right. to hear what you have to say and, yeah. and, and, and whatnot. Um, but what was it that happened like after the Reunion of the Flags? and the war breaking out and the conversations that were happening on social media that made you feel like you had to, you had to take that position or, or take certain positions during, during that time. Yeah. So like, if you remember what happened, um, like, again, I, I was working with more Ethiopians than Eritreans. Definitely. But then just, just in DC and London, I was working with more of them. Okay. And Eritreans. Right. So okay. I was very involved with the Ethiopian community. And, uh, and so when I hear, so when Hachalu died, uh, you remember the Aromo singer in Ethiopia? Okay. He got killed. Remember okay. That? Okay. Yeah, I think, um, I think I remember yeah, that. Uh, you know, that was a very sad time. That was a very sad moment, you know? And then and then, the, and then afterwards, uh, we start getting all this news of um, people, the Amhara people, uh, civilians were getting killed. Mm. Maybe in retaliation or for whatever reasons. Yeah. And so I felt like, you know, it definitely... I felt bothered by that, obviously, because, you know, uh, especially because I was starting to really learn about the Ethiopian people and then just seeing this happen, it was, it bothered me, right? Okay. And then, okay. so we, me and Hannah, we started doing discussions on that, live discussions, and we're talking about it, you know, we're just trying to have, you know, some clarity on the situation. Yeah, you just know? make sure you get into the mic there. Okay, yeah. yeah. You think you can hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're trying to have some clarity on the situation, and um, one thing leads to another, and then, you know, the war starts in, in, in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Abiy makes a prime minister. Abiy makes a Ethiopian prime minister. Abiy makes a public statement saying that you know the Ethiopian North, Northern Defense Forces have been attacked, mm-hmm. and boom, and he declares war, mm-hmm. right, on mm-hmm. the on the on the TPLF. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and so we knew, like, yeah, it's like, did we see that coming? Like, didn't you ask that? Like, kind of. Yeah. Did, did you see it coming? I did. You speak on it though. I could have sworn he had said something about it. It wasn't on the film, but he had spoke on it. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but because there was a lot of conversations happening that didn't yeah. make the film. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Um, did we see a couple? Did I anticipate it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think we all did. Even them. Yeah. Even the people from Ticket, I think yeah. they anticipated. Yeah. I remember even discussing it with them. Yeah. Before it happened. Yeah. Um, because. It is that was anyone that was paying attention to the politics knows that's just what was going on. Yeah, you had the peace treaty between Abiy and Assayas, and then you had the the TPLF who did not accept the terms of that peace. You understand? Yeah, they felt like they were ousted. Yeah, um, and then so we knew this thing was bubbling because the this people out of this group out of border still didn't have peace with the Eritrean government, even though the federal government Addis Ababa does have. Peace with the, the government that's smile. True, because I believe Badame is on the border. Yeah. So and it's controlled by the TPLF. Right? At the time. At the time, yeah. Yeah, there was Badame, yeah. So Abi had said, okay, we've had Badame. And then, you know, and so, but then the TPLF, they, there was, there was this, they just weren't giving into certain things. Yeah. Because they, again, uh, they claimed that they weren't a part of, like, they didn't feel like they were 
um, like a part of this uh, fairly fairly like uh, included mm. in the process in, in in the process of everything that was yes. going on. I got you. you. Know? Okay. So um, and money, you gotta understand, this is the former federal government we're talking about here. You know, yeah. so they're not just any government. Yes. It's not like they're the Amahara regional government. Or yeah. the, these are people that ran the country for 27 years. Yeah. They're... they're political party. Yeah, the political party. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to have the same mindset as some maybe some other groups within the country. Yeah. You know? maybe, um, maybe there's a, a certain amount of entitlement just being in that position for so long. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so if there's entitlement, um, there's just that... that where you're used to having a certain amount of power mm. as well, right? Yeah. And you feel like you may have more of a say. Because, yeah. again, you ran the country for 27 years. And so to adapt to the change of a new government mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be an easy process to just simply transition from that. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about the, the, the peace between Ethiopia and Eritrea, it wasn't that simple for everyone. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a Cyrus, whether it's Abbey, whether it's a TPLF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ideally, yeah, we'd want them all just like, hey, listen, man, let's just all work this out, right? Yeah. Ideally. Yes. But it's not going to be that simple because of, uh, especially with the Eritrean government, because they, uh, and so if you see what's been going on, them and the TPLF have had issues for so long, 20 years. Yeah. That doesn't just go away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so how did you feel about Eritrea's eventual getting involvement? Uh, eventually getting involved in what, in the dispute that was going on there. Um, it sounds like some of this got flared up be- because maybe you felt like, you know, you had to defend what was going on. Um, so where we, where are we on the, the defense here? Um, and, and how did you feel about the country's involvement and what was going on um, in regards to the whole dispute? First of all, Badme was our town, right? Definitely, Badme was it was fair game. That was that was ours to take back anytime we want, right? Um, as far as getting more deeply involved, my understanding is uh, that the that the Ethiopian government wouldn't have like lasted without Eritrea's support. Okay, so it's not like Eritrea was in there for no reason. You know, it's 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 they they. The, they needed us, right? This is all part of the the you know, the, the peace treaty agreement. Is it really? Yeah, one of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And some the military uh, cooperation. cooperation. Okay. Okay. You know, just the peace and stability. You know, okay. That's part of it. So. And so this is what a lot of people that fall under the TPLF. The reason why they're so upset with Eritrea is because they know that they had a fighting chance against the Ethiopian army. They know that. Mm. Okay. Matter of fact, they might have even won that. Some people might get upset me saying that, but that's just that's how we're analyzing it. The air trains. Maybe they don't want like that's just how we that's the truth of how we're analyzing it. And so um air trip was obviously prepared. We had the Sawa training camp. Whatever your opinion about that is, but it did create an elite army, you know? And so they took it further. Um, and so it, how do I feel about that? That's a good question, man, because um, I think Eritrea has to be very mindful about the help that we're dishing out to anyone across the border. They have to be very mindful of that. 
I'm not mad at, I understand why they did it. I understand why we do it. I get it. It's been happening since the 70s. But sometimes what comes around, like, it just seems like, okay, we're giving out this help, and then we're not being credited for it. Uh, it's being downplayed. Uh, you know, all these things, and it's like, we, we, we just got to be mindful of that. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't have the answers, Johnny. I'm just saying we got to be mindful of that. We, we did it to, in 1974. The TPLF came to power. I mean, they, they started the revolution. And we have started in 1961. You see me talking about Czech Hall all the time. There's a reason why I do that. We started in 1961. We were 14 years ahead of them. We had established ourselves. Shabia was already formed in 1970. You know? Mm-hmm. So we were established. We had the weapons. We had the training. We had the international relations. We had all that. We had people going to Syria, Iraq, whatever it was. We had that. TPLF comes in, now we're the ones training them. We're the ones giving them weapons. This is a fact. And we help elevate them into this thing where they can go into Addis and, you know, have some control. And then, of course, now the 98 war happens. I don't want to get into the details of that, but that's the fact. That's what happened. So we as Eritreans have to be mindful of that. Okay, now it's 2018. The Ethiopian army is not prepared for the situation with the TPLF. Eritrea helps them. Like, how are they going to speak about this in 10 years? Are they going to disrespect our independence? Are they going to, are they going to disrespect, like, not, 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 like, respect our identity? What, whatever it is. Uh, these things, I'm just saying, we have to be mindful of. If you understand what I'm saying. Uh, yes, you brought, you brought up the point about, you know, not using Tigrinya, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, do you think that when people on the other side of the conversation, right, with you uh, would bring that up, it was a means of, you know, creating common ground, you know, instead of, you know, trying to create so much division, with pro- which probably already existed, considering how high the tensions were with everything going on? Um, and just trying to allude to a common history, maybe at some point, um, if we're all, if we all do speak to Grinia, I'm sure at some point there is a connection there, right? Yeah. So, uh, maybe understanding that helps to kind of bridge the gap. Oh yeah. I think, um, that's a good question. Uh, I think if that's how you feel, if you feel like that's your interpretation of history, or your family dynamics, then that's okay. I think it's a problem when you're utilizing this connection with this region uh, for politics and you're separating them from other groups within Ethiopia and stuff like that. At the end of the day, because for me, nation comes first before ethnic group. Mm. And uh, we're not the only similar tribes or similar languages. There's other ones within Eritrea and Ethiopia and Sudan. But we still need to know where the border, you know, where that where that ends. Um, so yeah, they, they um, and so my thing is that like, I, I think it's become so problematic that it's just not even, that this, the, the lines need to be drawn. That's just, that's where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. With, with all due respect. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't like you, not because I'm, I look 
down on you or anything like that. No, I think God makes us all equal. I, I think he really does. But it's just that um, it's confusing our identity. And we need to make our identity very, very, very clear. That, that's what I would say. Um, again, like when it comes to me, like the way that I, I, I approach the Arab trans community, I came in, I feel like I came in, I came in a little bit, I was a lot more harder on the Eritrean government supporters. Not a lot more, but a little bit more harder on them than I was to the opposition. I, I took it very, I took it very, um, you had, you had some criticisms or, you know, you had some points, uh, when we were filming reunion of the flags as well. Right. To remember that. Yeah. Right. And, but I took it easy on the opposition. I felt like looking back now, again, I didn't fully understand them. I didn't, uh, but when you say opposition, are you are you talking about people who oppose the current Eritreans who, who oppose the current regime, or are you talking about Ethiopians? No, I'm talking about the Eritreans. Okay. So the Eritreans that oppose the Eritrean government, um, again, I took it easy on them with the words that I was saying, because for one, I didn't fully understand them. Two, I felt like I feel like they had good intentions. I'm not saying they don't all have good intentions. But I just generalized this group. I didn't realize how like how complicated they were at the time, and so I took it easy on them. But with the Higdup, I hit them hard. Like the the Eritrean government supporters, I hit them hard because I I I understood them, and I knew where their issues lie. And what what I say about the Eritrean government supporters, I said, I said they I'm, they care about the people in Eritrea, but the problem is that they prioritize the Eritrean government over the people. They, and I said that they need to show more empathy towards the people. Mm. They could support the government, but have more empathy towards the people and like the conditions that they're in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, what's funny is, um, I, I felt like you know, you know, you know not, not one of them said anything about that. Not one of them. Like they skipped over that and they talked about my my take on the ninety eight war. Mm. But they skipped over that part. Mm. They didn't. They didn't like. It just. Maybe one one arrow out the other, or maybe they had no defense to it, because I think you know a lot of people could say it's true. Like again, it's not black and white with them. I understand that now as I'm understanding Eritrean politics more. It's not black and white. It's not that simple, but um, that's still. Uh, I, but I didn't do that. I hate Johnny. You know, a lot of people when they talk to the Eritrean government supporters, it's either like they're being vindictive, they're being angry, they they don't like them. Me, I did that out of love. I did that out of love for them because these are my people, these are my brothers and sisters, and I want the best for them. So I'm going to tell you the truth, even if it hurts, because I want you to be better. The opposition, I took it easy on them. Had I known what I knew, known about them now, my my uh, my my take on them would have been completely different. What do you know about them now? Yeah. So like, um, what do I know about them now? Okay. So now like, there is like, it's so complicated. Like, you have families that came from Jebha, the the, the first the initial Eritrean um, militia that fought for revolution. Who just opposed the government simply because you know the government it was it came from Shabia, right? So you have those people, and then you have, and they've been opposition since independence, right? Since 1991. Then you have those who were uh, affected by the government, uh, maybe after the the 98 war, G15, families of the G15, and then and then there's like maybe people that just didn't like where the government. The direction the government was going after 2000 and then so as i got to 
you know, analyze these people. I actually was working with some of these people, like what, not like it's not for politics, but just for like, just to mobilize our community and just to bring us together. Uh, over time, what happened was uh, I saw their, like the Yako movement, right? I saw their true intent when the war started. Hmm. I used to have conversations with some of them before and after because, again, like I said, I was working with them. So in, they would have combos with me in confidence where they might tell me something that they wouldn't tell the public. And so they might say, like, you know, three of them, three different kind of like people, like people that don't even know each other, they told me what they said. They said, I believe that the TPLF is, is basically keeping the Eritrean government in check. Right? These are three Eritreans telling me that. And for me, that was like a surprise to him. Like, because it, it says something. Like, it's like, it's almost like you support what they're doing. Like, you support this entity. You support the TPLF, what you're saying. Because you oppose the government. And so you think the TPLF is a good thing. Like, this is, these people are good. And so it, it, it bothered me because a lot of people think I'm like this, like, Air, like this hardcore Eritrean government supporter. Like a lot of people have me misconstrued. Like I'm, I'm more moderate. I'm more, I'm, I'm more of a realist, you know. So when people ask me what I am, I'm just an Eritrean nationalist, and I'm a realist on the situation. So issues that the Eritrean opposition have, I may have with my country. I'm not happy with everything that's going on, but I'm also not gonna. I, I understand nationalism and patriotism, and I don't go against my country, right? And so. These people, I, I noticed that when the war started, um, it's a, that the Yako movement is an ethno-based movement. Okay, what do you, what do you mean by that? So, they, okay, fine. They're ethno-based and they're opportunist. Okay. Right? Opportunistic. And they, from like the humanitarian, but they're not. Okay. So, I, and, and mind you, this is someone that was actually working with these people initially. And then, you know, understanding where, where they're at. So, okay, so what I mean, ethno-based mean, uh, there's a lot of people in the Yako movement, which is crazy. I just don't understand why, but that just seemed to have, that seemed to be mixed with uh, Tigray. Okay. They're, they're like half Eritrean, half Tigray, or like, they're like a quarter. Okay. Like their their mom or dad might have lived in Tigray at some point or something. Like they have, they have a connection with this region, right? The reason why they don't, talk about it openly and they, they keep it concealed, you gotta understand we've been at war with Ethiopia for freaking six goddamn years. We've went to war with them in 1998. There's a stigma, even before the wars, there's a stigma amongst Eritrean society. Part of it's our fault. There's a stigma amongst Eritrean society about being mixed. Mm. Okay? Like if you're, if you're mixed with Tigray or Ethiopia or something, people might look at you mix you know like there's going to be that look you might say things so the and uh, Eritrean society is uh, filled with shame there's a lot of shame like oh like, people are just ashamed for certain things so and then these people they don't feel comfortable um, saying these things but it comes out in different ways and and it, it gets so deep like I don't even want to get into like the politics and like who's who's involved who's funding them who's whatever like that's a whole nother matter but then there's still that ethno-based um, uh, bias with this region, which is why it was so natural for them 
to work together. Matter of fact, they're going really hard for them. Like, it's one thing, like, like myself, like, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, from the beginning of this war, I was concerned about the civilians in Tigray. I, I was genuinely concerned. Now, we got lost in the sauce of the war. I, I, even myself, I got lost in the sauce of the war, and, you know, I'm, maybe I'm saying things I shouldn't be saying. I'm emotional. I'm, I'm thinking about my country and all that. Um, but, like, once I have time to reflect and chill, I, I'm still genuinely concerned about the civilians. I, I think it's, it's uh, I think they're victims to the circumstances of this whole situation. And I think a lot of people just, they don't even realize, like, this is so caught up in what's going on, you know? So I am concerned about them. But for these people, it's different. It's like, they're being, like, almost apologists. Uh, yeah, they're concerned about the civilians, but they're being apologists for the leadership, for the crimes of that leader. For the leaders like they're just they're just completely overlooking it and they're going hard when it comes to certain aspects of ethiopia and then they're just going to be quiet when it comes to other things Talk about ethno, you ask me what do you mean by ethno ethno based movement like if there's like i may disagree with tigray and amhara when it comes to their views on politics or history but it doesn't mean i'm going to be okay with or just be silent when civilians are dying or whatever. And so I think the Yaakwa and the Amhara now, they're, they're at odds now mm. because of that. Because the Amhara, they feel like, okay, you guys, you're just neglecting us. Like, you just don't seem to care about what's going on to our people. But Yaakul is, is supposed to be addressing Eritrean politics, isn't it? Yaakul means enough. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what they're trying to say? Yeah. So what's so interesting, I can say, is Eritreans, we've been, like... They're, they're being, again, we're talking about involvement in Ethiopian matters. There's, there's a lot of involvement. We have to, like, you know, so whether you're Hikdef or, or Yaakov, like, we keep, even the Yaakov movement, they're guilty. It's talking about what's going on in there. Their yeah. excuse is that Eritrea is involved. Well, that could be the Hikdef excuse as well. Eritrea is involved. So they're going to talk about it. Yeah. But um, they essentially, they took a side because they won't admit it. They won't admit it because you can't. But again, this is a, this is any group. They, the Yaku movement goes where the wind blows. So any country, any group that opposes the Eritrean government, they're going to go with. This is what it comes down to. This goes past the ethno-based level. That's okay, that's one part of it, which makes it natural and organic. But past that, they're going to side with Egypt, Sudan, Tigray, whatever it is, America. It doesn't matter who it is, as long as they oppose the Eritrean government, which is why, which is why I explained that the Yako, uh, a lot of them are opportunist, because they did not want, like, let's just say the TPLF, Dr. Abi and Sai Saforki, were to make peace, genuine peace, we all shake hands, we're good, the Yako wouldn't have been happy about that. That's not what they want. That's the truth. Like, this is where they're going to hear it about, oh, what? this is the truth. They don't want that. So even these people in Tigray are a means to an end to deal with the Eritrean government. That's mm -hmm. it. That's what matters. So they may, they, they may say they want peace. Okay, maybe some of them want peace, but they don't want reconciliation. They don't want um, cooperation. Definitely do not want cooperation. And so uh, that's why I don't take them... That's seriously but, anymore. But Tech, you don't think that there's a lot of just genuine patriotic Eritreans who have gripes with what's going on who support this movement? 
Okay, absolutely there. And that's my issue now these days is, uh, I think I spoke on it the other day. When I talk about the Yako, I'm not really talking about like, I'm talking about definitely like the people that make things move, the leaderships, the ones that are involved with making things move. But I think under it, yes, there are a lot of Eritreans. Of course, we know there's a lot of Eritreans who have a problem with the government and what's going on in Eritrea. Where do they go? They're going to go with the people that oppose the government. And these people are young people. And so, and if you're young, you're going to align with these people. That's just what I'm, that's just, and that's why I put, I'm not mad at the people that are following the movement, I'm mad at the people that are leading the movement. Mm. That's where my issue lies because you're, you're bringing your ethno-based ideology, you're, you're bringing your, you're using that to, to misguide the people, uh, people who have genuine intentions. So I don't, I'm not mad at the young folks that are being misguided. And, and of course, this doesn't reflect on the opposition, right? Because there are Eritrean opposition who are actually genuinely like they're patriotic, right? They they love their nation, and they're not caught up in all this foreign politics and like siding with this and that. Like they're not going to do it, side with the enemy, but the issues with the Eritrean government mm. for whatever reason they have. And so, so you can you can oppose the regime is what you're saying, of or course. you can have gripes with the regime is what you're saying. But to to then say that you support the TPLF regime, that's that's when you take it too far. Yeah, because they're, they're not like the TPLF were never friends of Eritrea. Of the like, if you understand the history of what they did to our people, not just our government, but to our people, um, and what they did to our country, this isn't a friend of our nation. It, it, like they may pretend to be like their friends and they could pull that, but we know what they are. The Yaakov know what they are. Everyone knows what what it is with these people. Either Ethiopians know what it is. Like it's not like a secret, but again, you're being these people are being opportunist. So that's why the Yaakov are very careful not to say that they support the team. They will not say that. They know better. Because that's just gonna completely discredit them. But you can see it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I understand, I understand, you know what, at the end of the day it's war, you gotta you gotta take sides with, you know, enemy my enemy is my friend. I get it. We're all guilty of it. Don't stop lying. Just keep it honest. But they're not being honest. Okay. And what do you feel about their issues with, you know, the conversations around genocide happening on the ground? Oh, yeah. The the G word. Um, The G word. Yeah. No, no. Because it's being used a lot. Right? I don't take it lightly. Um, I don't really feel comfortable getting into, like, that. Really? Because I understand at the end of the day... People are, I understand people have suffered. Because uh, you see the Amhara, they call, they, they call it the genocide. You've heard of the Amhara genocide no. campaign? No. Oh, you don't know too much about that. Yeah. No. So the Amhara are, like, there's a group called OLA who are going in, like, they've been at war with with Amhara civilians. Okay. And they've been, like, you know, yeah. they've been accused of killing. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And slaughtering innocent civilians, right? Uh, but this is, I'm not even saying it's a cues, like it's, it's happening. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. It's been happening. Yeah. Uh, so they're calling it a genocide. They called it a genocide first. I see. The Amhara. They said there's a Amhara genocide. That happened after Hachalu got killed and then they got, the movement picked up. War starts in Tigray. They're calling it a genocide for different reasons. Uh, I, how do I feel about that conversation? I, honestly, like people are entitled to their opinion at the end of the day. I, all I know is that there is a war in Tigray. Right? At the end of the day, and so when there's a war in that region, and then you had that blitz come from different ends, 
uh, it can feel like uh, oh, it's horrible for yeah. the people, man. Yeah. It, it's it's like I had, I had to take time to reflect on that. I'm like, wow, like can you imagine like it's just like you're just surrounded and being like yeah, bombarded from different angles and it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. That that's why I said I'm not like I'm not really comfortable with like like getting to that like because yeah, I may disagree with like the leadership in that region. Uh, but what's going on with the people, man? All I know is that they're feeling it. They're feeling it. And and, and again, whether they're, they're whether you want to blame uh, two governments uh, in Eritrea or Ethiopia, or whether you want to blame the the leaders in Tigray, whether you want to blame the Tigrayan diaspora who are like in their angle on this, or the American government who are using these people or whatever, uh, those people, the innocent people, are, are victims of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sad. It's it's uh there's there's like levels to it. It's complicated. Know? I always say it's not black and white. Yeah. War is complicated. Yeah. And that's why like I'm not even like of course I'm biased. You know, you already know what side I'm on. Like, yeah. you, it doesn't it, it, like it's what's said is said. Yeah. But if I'm gonna be fair, that's why I always say between the you know the TPL the Sion, yeah, Abbey and Asias, peace is not that simple. Yeah. It's not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately it is it is people, innocent people on the ground who generally pay the ultimate price. Oh, absolutely. And, and and even the, the Eritrean refugees, they they uh, they took a big hit as well, man. They were very vulnerable. And that was another part of the Oh man, that, that that's where that's where me I was I was I had nothing more to say to the Yafo movement after that. Like I was done with them. What you mean? When it came to the Eritrean refugees and okay. talking about that. Because I had met some in Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Um, and they were telling me, you know, what happened. And uh, and when I made clear, like, listen, like, the Eritrean army had to save the refugees on multiple occasions. Uh, which is true. This is from the horse's mouth. The refugees are saying this. Because uh, at the end of the day, they know, they know these people in the army. army who, who is the army? Our, our people. Yeah. Our, our, our cousins, our, yeah. our neighbors, whatever, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, on multiple times, the Eritrean army had to save them from what was going on in Tigray. And uh, and then they were refusing to believe it. The Yaakov, like, they were just, they are denying it. They, they could not believe. I don't know what it is that, that they, how they identify with Eritrea, but when it comes to our military, they just don't believe that uh, they could do any such thing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like I, like sometimes I don't understand the Yakumu. Like, who do you identify with in Eritrea? Okay, you don't identify with the president. Okay, the government. Okay, maybe you understand. You identify with the refugees that are leaving the country, the people in prison. Maybe it's the common folk, but when it comes to the army or police or whatever, like, but you don't identify. These aren't your people. Yeah, it's 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 odd to me. Like, uh, yeah. I've been Eritrea. Like I. Like, we know how it is, but yeah. We see the army, the policemen, the, yeah, these are our people, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They're no different than the person serving you bread, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe they, they just connect it to the regime, and then, right, you know, that's that's the you know, yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, like, uh, but it's just it's odd to me because, um, if you go to Eritrea, like, if you meet a general, not even like a five star general, just because there's many generals, like, work in the office, let's say I gotta go work, go there discuss to him about my visa paper. I'm trying to leave the country coming in and out. I think one time I had to go into the office. It's like, if you see the guy, like he's just a common, it's an everyday guy. Yeah. 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 It is, you know, you re- despite his military uniform, whatever, yeah. he's just like, he's like our uncle. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's the way they identify our country. And mind you, a lot of these people haven't been there, bro. 
Mm. You haven't been to the country, you know, or whatever. So your understanding may be different. The ones that have been, again, you have this, again, this, uh, I don't know, self-hate or something or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 How did, how did um, going back home afterwards during all this, did that, did that change any of your perspectives? Or? I didn't go to Eritrea. Okay, so going, went going, you went to Ethiopia. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sometimes when I say back home, we're just talking about Africa. Yeah, honest, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But but you went to Addis, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to Eritrea. Should be going next summer. Um, but yeah, I went to Ethiopia. Um, Addis Ababa again, like the way that city is, you wouldn't even know there's a war going on. Like like you know that the, there's a bit of tension. You can see it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You can see the effects of the former government. You can see even the effects of how the new government is trying to make things work. Uh, but uh, the, the city just, everyone's just trying to hustle, make money. It's the ball just keeps on rolling. Like that's really Addis Ababa. Fair. They're just about their money and their city people. And, and it's always been like that. There's never been war in Addis. Fair. Even during the revolution and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of in line. It's far. Yeah. It's it really is, far. It's very far in line. So you're there and like, you know, that there's, there's this devastating war taken up north and it's like like just everyone's just clubbing it's, it's still it's still disconnected very disconnected but there are people within the city who you know have their political views and yeah and it, in silence things may happen clubs restaurants may get closed down out of nowhere for the political alignment people may get arrested in the middle of the night for you know for those reasons if they think you're a threat or whatever it is there's, there are those things going on. Fair. Yeah. And and so... I just didn't see it, obviously. You just hear about it. I got you. Now, coming from reunion of the flags, going through this whole situation, social media stuff that was going on, your conversation and all these things, um, how do you think your views have changed up until today? Yeah. Um, again, I started out this thing trying to, like, like, I'm, again, I've, I've always been an Eritrean patriot, but I was trying to just bring our people together. The war starts. I get caught up in, I'm on my side and you on your side. And, and then I get caught up in, like, even the politics and even the ethnic part of the politics. Uh, and and so I, I think that was my take when the things, emotions were high. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 turning a new leaf in a sense where I'm like, I I again, because I think I think people are, have become dehumanized. This is what I want to get into, mm. right? What's going on is that you literally have anyone, let's just say that falls on under Amhara, and let's say, you know, Amhara are known for what supporting Haile Selassie, his legacy. Let's say thinking, you know, unionist, thinking Eritrean Ethiopia one country. And then you got the TPLF, Melissa we people that, that fall under that. And then you got the Eritrean government and people that fall under that. And I think the problem is we people tend to, again, like dehumanize these people. You know, once you peel the, these layers of the politics that, you know, these are still people. These are still people with issues, uh, with, with families that love them. I think people forget that these are people that they may feel like they're not worthy of emotions, feelings. Um, but 
and that, that's that's the issue. So once you don't view them as as a as a valid human being, uh, you you don't care what they think, you or how they feel or anything. So anything is fair game. Um, and 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 then to the point where of course you're not even gonna empathize with their suffering, but to whatever their whatever's going on. That's a dangerous place to be. Oh, that's a really dangerous place to be. It's so dangerous, dude. It's it's like because then you can justify doing anything to anybody if you can't if you can't see yeah. the humanity in them, you know. And we're just talking about having humanity in conversation, you know, when you're discussing these things right. because. You have to be aware of what you're saying, you know, right. as an individual with a certain position, which we all have. We all have our positions and our biases, yeah. right? But yeah. at the same time, too, like, you got to understand that, you know, these, they're, they're people, you know, there's people here yeah. that are being affected by this, you know? And exactly. And do you deserve to be killed for it, for your view? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's what it comes down to, though, like, or being from this area where the, this and that is going on, yeah. which is what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't think so. I think, um, uh, and that's like, bro, it, it really took me time to really even feel even comfortable even saying something like this or come to that conclusion because it's like, there's been so much noise, Johnny, bro. Like, you should see, like, even um, even right now, like, as we, we talk about it with Tigger, like, how much they're being, no, we talk about that. Blitz. They got blitz, yeah. They got blitz and yeah. everything that just happened in there. Um, and of course, they got the militias with like their own militias fighting and doing what they're doing, you know, it's counters and whatever. And and then also you had the 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 diaspora. Mm-hmm. Call them whatever you want to call them. Digital Wayan. Have you ever heard of them? Digital Wayan. Have you heard of them? I've heard of I've heard of the term. Yeah, okay. So this is like the term, like they even they even took it upon themselves, yeah, we're digital Wayan. Okay. They find a fight, you know what I'm saying? So Okay. You know, but like it's like, okay, let's say you got these people. The news, again, the way they went about it, no, I don't think it was right. And whatever, we don't really need to touch that. But like, it's just like if they're, let's just say like, okay, well, we support this, 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 the the TPLF now. We support them, and well, we only support them now because we're under threat. Let's just give them that. You know, maybe it's true. These are the people defending your whatever, your your people. Your your region, but then the day you know this, and then they whatever you want, however you want to put it, this entity, the TPLF, has enemies. That's not going to go away. So there are people who do not like them. They may not dislike you, but they don't like them. So when you're supporting them and you're making that be known, I think that was one way to push people away from them. I'm not saying it's right, away from like the suffering. I'm not saying it's right. But I think that's what happened. As soon as you heard this name, this entity, or we support them, we, like you should see one of the guys that's out here advocating, like talking about the Kachachi Reda, like one of the main, this is one of the main guys, very problematic guy. But but that's who your that's who your leader is, that's who you're following. That's gonna turn people off within the Ethiopia and Eritrea. You know, that's what happened. Um and they're just following through, like you also seen um of course, I understand, like, you know, they're going through things. And, like, you know, like, I can only imagine if Eritrea was being blitzed. You know how Eritreans are, like, we're not just to stand down. We're going we're gonna to say our shit, talk our shit. Um, and, but they did that. And I, 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 I think there's people amongst them that took it 
too far where it's like they're talking about like disrespecting dead people. Let's say like Nipsey Hussle. Um, just getting to these nasty games again that are just going to push people further away. It's not helping your cause. It's just making people just not want to uh, rock with you. And they could say all they want. Well, we don't care about that, but it matters. You can't do this alone. You know, people do. We all share, you know, this land, this region. You know what I mean? So we're all neighbors. Um, so I think, um, like, again, do I feel like they should have been mindful about that? Like, check each other on that? That's, yes, that's my opinion. But I think that part of that is what caused people to just be pushed away from them. And then, and it, it, it takes a lot, like, for someone like myself to have been in that, um, I had to detach myself from the noise of what's going on, all all the noise and all the, 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 the disrespect, the violation, even disrespecting my country, all these things where, you know what, I'm going to just put that aside, however personal it was, and, and try to understand what's going on in the region, what's going on with the common folk and how they're living. I'm not going to let allow that, like the, the, how these people, how the leaders, how these people in the diaspora are, I'm not gonna let that reflect on the common folk. I, I, I won't do that because I know there's a difference. You, you can make the, 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 the distinction and mind you, of course, the negative and the toxic people are always going to be the loudest, right? Um, so even those toxic people within those camps does not necessarily reflect on every one of them in that camp. And it doesn't. There's people like that that don't carry themselves like that. You know, so uh, I think, it, you know, I try to be mindful of those people. And we also all have, I think, an individual responsibility not to stoop to that level. Exactly. Fair point. You know, when we're having these conversations, like, oh, this, these guys want to go there, so. Yeah. Like, fuck them. We're going there. You know? Yes. It's like, that's not necessarily the best course of action, right. I think, if what you ultimately want is progress yeah. and understanding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I think I think that's a very valid point. And, um, and so I understand some people got really emotional and they responded, I'm not gonna say they stooped to that level, but to the level, to the point where maybe they don't care. Mm-hmm. Just, or if they do care, they don't even wanna even focus on that. Mm-hmm. Just focus on the war, mm-hmm. just focus on, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no different. I've seen with the, again, Amhara, Hatif, Tagada, whoever. I think it's just so easy to, or whether you support Abby or whatever, like, like you just look at these people and you're like, okay, you fall near this, that's it. You're not worthy of emotions. You're not worthy of feelings. I don't care about what's going on. And I don't think, I don't think that normally would happen amongst us on an everyday, in our everyday lives, mm-hmm. but the politics has brought that out of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not here to act like I'm a preacher or anything. Again, I, I always admit I, I got caught up in a lot of this shit. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you're, you're almost even coming to terms with some of your own rhetoric and yeah. the way that you were, you were moving on social media. Absolutely. No, I, I don't, I don't, um, yeah, exactly. Irresponsible. More irresponsible for me because I had a platform. That's the only reason why. Mm-hmm. That's it. The only reason why it's because now that I have a platform, I I started out, you know, united people. Yeah. And then you know I draw them in. Yeah. Yeah. And then I fucking yeah. turn around and do that. That's nah, not cool, man. It's not cool. No, it's, it's a, you know. So I have to you know reflect on that. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna like 
like there's some people that are switching it's like I don't switch my stance like again my stance is very clear on who I side with mm-hmm. I'm not against my country I'm against I'm, I'm a supporter of you all the way you yeah know, you feel me yeah. but um, again I could be mindful of, of how I'm you know making my points across and be empathetic yeah. when I am making my points yeah yeah that's that's just what it is yeah. you know and so that's why I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to see it from people's different point of view you know and where they're coming from I understand some people are left with no options maybe they feel like they have no options little options um, and yeah and I hope hope it's just not me doing it. I hope everyone else could you know maybe do the same yeah I mean you know even honestly just having this conversation today yeah. you know leading by example right boom you know I hope yeah uh, this can kind of foster some of that you know we get back to that um, you know we all have personal positions but Ultimately, you know, peace, stability, and cooperation is in the interests of all of us in the Horn. Yeah. You know? And there is cultures that are shared. There's languages that are shared. Um, and, you know, it doesn't... We're, we're going to end up, like, you know, the end of Reservoir Dogs. You yeah. Know? When you got everybody, everybody's got the hammer and everybody yeah. in. Um, and at the same time, too, even amongst the diaspora, like... None of us are there. Oh, yeah. None of us are there. Boots on the ground. Like, how many of us are really there, you know? A, to see what's going on and, and actually take in things, you know? We're all beholden to secondary you know, sources, you know? Uh, yeah, that goes for um, all of us. Like, Eritrean, Ethiopia, wherever you're from. Mm-hmm. None of us. We're all just here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Advocating, bickering, whatever it is online. Yeah. But you don't live on the ground. Yeah. And so your decision should be should be based off of that. Yeah. The fact that you know you're not there to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, there's people that are pushing for certain things or pushing for war or whatever, but they don't have to deal with the consequences of that. Easy for you to say. Facts? Yeah. When we're talking about, let's say, the, 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 the Tagayan the, the community, like if they feel that, like, imagine if, if you feel like, yo, nobody gives a fuck about, like, listen, that's like, Never mind like, the people that are being problematic within those groups, right? There are people that are being very problematic. Let's just take them out of the equation, all right? Um, for everyone else that's more sensible or whatever. Like, if they feel that, like, nobody cares about them, like, literally their life, what position does that put you in, bro? I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, you really got to defend for yourself. It's all or nothing, no? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys don't care, like my grandma lives in Oxum or whatever, and you guys just don't care, you can say what you want about the TPLF. You guys do not care about my, my family. You yeah. don't care about their life. You don't care about our livelihood of my people. Fuck my family, my people. You don't care. You look at them as less or whatever, whatever it is. I'm not saying everyone looks at them like that, but it's like. If you're in the position of somebody who's there, you can so, easily. So that, that's what I would say that the Ethiopians and Eritreans alike. I, I talked to them. I'm not saying that's what they say, but it's just like if you just if you're just not being empathetic towards that, um, and you're not even you know you're not making these things clear, you know that could put people in a very like these people in a very tough position to feel like man fuck it, fuck it all, you know, uh, because it's understandable. I get it, you know. So that's why I feel like we have to be very careful with how we're like. Listen, man, we're all here to stay like. We're all neighbors. We're not going nowhere. That's like, we may have political differences and shit, but even to God with Eritreans, they got to realize we're not going anywhere. We're not, we're not just going to go. Like, you can't, 
you got to deal with us proper too as well. Like you see what's happening now, how that, like this war, how it turned out. Like you had the 98 war and now we got this. Like you see how that turned out. These things could come and go. They may feel like, okay, they can get their revenge, but then they could go back. Like these things could come, come and go. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to deal with each other proper. That's just what it is. You, you, um, and even for suffering, I think it's important to, to empathize with other people's suffering as well. Don't just be like, oh, we don't, like, we don't care. No, we're dealing with this now. We don't want to care about what we did in the past. Mm -hmm. They're not the only ones. There's other people that are guilty of that. Like, you know, like uh, within Ethiopia, I feel, are just like, no, no, no. They're in denial, denial, denial. You know, so for another person from another country or another ethnic group that has agreements with your people, what they might have done to them 50 years ago or 30 years ago, 100 years ago, then you're in denial. Because your people are suffering too, so you're like, I don't want to talk about this. It's, it's hard to get other people to empathize with their situation, mm -hmm. even if it's happening right now at this moment. Mm -hmm. You can't use that. Mm -hmm. You can't abuse that, like saying, oh, it's, it's happening today, so whatever you have, your issues are, it doesn't matter, because it was 20 years ago. Does that make sense? That's what I keep seeing, bro. I feel you. That's what I keep seeing. It's just, to me, that's just crazy. That's just, uh, that's not fair. So um, that's, that, that's just uh, one, one thing. But I will say, um, as much as I'm not, like, I'm, I, again, these are foreigners, so I'm dealing with differently, even though I have my, my, my opinions on them. I, I do think I have to be very careful when dealing with people across the border, across the Ethiopian border. But um, I think within our own country, it's different. I think we spoke about that before. On the phone. Mm. Within people amongst us, like within our own people, like let's say the Yako movement, that's different. That's that to me. That's different. I'm not gonna be as I'm not gonna dehumanize you. I recognize you as a human being with emotions and feelings. You know, I see you as a real person, and, you, and we can even have civil discussions and talk about sports and whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. I don't hate you, but I can't. I can't respect you. I can't. Uh, I don't think you have no place within Eritrean matters. Once you turn. I'm not saying people that are in Yako, but people that are in Yako that have betrayed our country. By betray, you mean by supporting? Yeah, you're supporting this this other this 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 militia and anything, mm -hmm. anything across that border. Mm -hmm. You're supporting them. You're being when the Eritrean refugees were being targeted and, and and killed and terrorized, they didn't push that at the forefront of their advocacy. Some, yes, did touch on it. Um, I'll give them that. They, they, they sprinkled it, but they didn't go hard for it because it, it went against their they agenda. Own, their own story. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, if you have allies who come from the people who are supporting the same people that fucking that were terrorizing our refugees, you don't want to lose those allies. That's how they feel. They're friends or whatever it is. Again, but that, that discredits you. As a movement, and again, that that means that you're you're working against not just the government, you're working against our people, you know. And then you gotta have the guts. Like yo, one thing I'll never give the Yako excuse. I work with Ethiopians. I'm not a puppet of the Ethiopian. I don't give a goddamn, bro. Like I'll work with you, but don't don't get it twisted. Like I'm pro Eritrea. We could work, but as soon as you violate, I'm gonna let you know. I don't care how close or how cool we are. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, I can never imagine if I'm working with Ethiopians or Amhada or whoever, if they say something that I feel is problematic, I, I, I have let them know. I've let them know. I've cut ties with people, whoever it is. I don't care who you are. 
because my country comes first. I'm not here to, I'm not your puppet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You gotta, you gotta stand on something. So my thing is, I don't think they have an excuse. What are you so afraid of? You're so you're afraid to stand up to your friends, to your allies. Then I'm, and the thing is, they're not even gonna respect you. They're not gonna respect you after a while. Well, after a while, it's like you don't even stand on nothing. So to me, I, I, they have less excuses for me because at the end of the day, people can say they're half or whatever, whatever it is. They identify as Eritrean. You have family that fought in the struggle, whatever it is. Pick, pick something. Okay, you identify with Eritrean, and then, then if you identify as Eritrean, then you should, your the way you, the way you go about things should go should be in line with the principles of being an Eritrean. I'm not saying you have to be a government supporter, but be a stand-up Eritrean. Tech. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. This has been this, dope, is, this is great, man. This is great. Not, like I said, John, not a lot of people I would do this with. Yeah. Not a lot of people I would do this with, but I know you, you're very open-minded, so it's easy to have that conversation with you. Um, obviously, us being both being Eritreans, proud of, proud of Eritreans, but have an open mind, you know, and thinking for ourselves. So I appreciate that, John. Thank Absolutely, you. man. Thank you for coming on. This has been dope, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's man. been dope. And Maybe we'll do this again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If the people want it, drop it in the comments. See how, yeah, see how they feel. Yeah, if they like it, then we can do 